Hello and welcome to a special Tuesday edition of your Romp and Stomp Wrestling Podcast. I'm your somewhat chill host, Black Hat Sammy here. Um, and yeah, today has been a pretty, today has been a pretty, pretty interesting, interesting, busy day, however you want to put it, a very eventful day for wrestling news. So, let's just get started talking about the, um, the, talking about the news about Cody Rhodes and Brandy Rhodes, um, leaving AEW, supposedly leaving AEW. Um, so I've seen, I've seen the tweets, I've seen, um, AEW releasing something, they released something about Cody telling his thanks and stuff, and AEW, and, like, how AEW wouldn't have been there without, um, with, without Cody. Cody, you're truly, like, you're truly, like, one of the benchmarks, um, for, like, our first, like, years here, and we want to thank you and hope, like, you know, hope the future is, like, hope the future is, you know, hope, I don't know. You know, like I won't. I don't want to say future endeavors. That's the Feds thing. But basically, set, setting like you know, saying thanks and like we hope like you know your future treats you well and whatnot. And Cody, like he sent out his release, giving the thanks to like everybody that um you know worked aside with him. But I think it's like I'm gonna guess it's a work. I'm gonna guess it's a work because because I mean I because well. We've been like, you know, we've been we we've been following along this whole thing about um this whole thing of Cody being a baby face, but really he gets like but really the crowd reacts to him like either boos or like and many boos of course. And sometimes you see many boos along with like a lot of cheers as well. Um I think I think it's a I think I believe it's kind of a work. Because of like you know because whole Cody contract situation, I understand he's a father now. Um, he's got to take after his kid. He also has like you know he also got to do appearances on the television as well. Um, but I honestly, I'm honestly gonna guess it's a work because because he said Kenneth Omega. Um, <laughs> which I think it's like a, a bit of like a I think it's like a bit of a humorous spot. But I also, but I also feel like, okay, I'm maybe I'm not gonna take this a bit. Maybe I should like take the seriousness a little bit down a notch and see if this is a work. Not gonna say play it out because that's cursed. But I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna see what happens now with Cody and Brandy. Could they go to the WWE? Could they make an appearance back on AEW television, or or could they just I don't know, or they or or could they have like a new contract? Only his old contract expired because his old contract expired, and in the old contract it said that it said the um that Cody it says very clearly that Cody Rhodes cannot Cody Rhodes cannot challenge for the AEW World World Heavyweight Championship. Because of the match long ago against MJF, where where um where there was a stipulation where like if Cody loses he can't challenge for the World Heavyweight Championship. So if I have to guess, if I have to go sit on my um on my handy dandy chair, which is literally my bed, just which is literally just my bed doing this episode. If I have to like sit on my chair on my recliner or whatever and play um and play like a little bit of armchair of being no playing like armchair booker i think or i don't know think like put my um armchair booking hat for a little bit i think cody is gonna come back i i think cody is gonna come back and i think he's gonna go after the aw world heavyweight championship I know he has to work his way through, but it's got but like Cody could just like barge in in the episode in like an episode of Dynamite or Rampage in the spring, and it could just and he could he could just cut like a promo of like why he returned his time off and stuff. It's like you know his three months off from like television and stuff, doing all this stuff, being a father, and then like talks about his contract and whatnot, and then um. 
and then like say, you know what, I signed a new contract, and that new contract states that, you states that, well, let me t give you a trip back to memory lane, guys. You remember the old contract where I cannot wrestle for, like, the AEW championship because of that stipulation I had with MJF a long time ago? Well, I signed a new contract, and Hangman, I'm coming after you, baby. So, I, so like, and maybe probably put, like, a, a Cody over. I don't know. But that's, but that's kind of like my, but that's kind of like, if I, but that's just me, like, in my arm armchair booking chair with my armchair booking cap the future w regarding all this the future is not yet written so i'm so i mean we'll see what happens with um with this whole situation with cody whether he goes to the fed or whether he makes an appearance over at new japan you never you never question you never leave new japan um what's that show again new japan New Japan Strong. Yeah, you never leave those strong appearances out. So it could be that um that Cody might go after the USIWGP Heavyweight Champion. No, the USIWGP Championship that um wait a second. Nah, I'm now I'm getting way too far ahead of myself. But really, we'll see where this goes. So that's just my two bits on um on Cody and Brandy supposedly leaving AEW. But yeah. Actually, it wouldn't be appropriate if I say, like, the whole, the whole, if I leave a review, though, like, of what Cody did thus far in AEW before today. Because what Cody did, I mean, I think, I think he's, like, one of the best TNT champions ever. I know AEW hasn't had, like, too many champions, but I think he's one of the best, um, I think he's, like, he helped elevate the TNT championship to, like, a whole, to, like, levels, to, to whole other levels, um, and I keep remembering that match between, between um, between Cody and Mr. Brody Lee, back in twenty, back in like the summer, back in like the summer going into the fall of twenty twenty, um, that was such a good match, and I think that helped elevate it. Um, I think that helped elevate the TNT Championship to like to different heights, and I think like he helped build AEW to like where it is today, um where it is today so i've and it's not just the matches it's the promos it's like you know it's even to the appearances um to the appearances of like you know the appearances in sammy's and sammy's vlog and stuff sammy Guevara's vlog that is very funny vlog i suggest you guys check that out but but it's and like him being like you know him being in an ex like his role as an executive vice president and it's and like he contributed a lot to the company um even doing community outreach and whatnot so i mean so i think like if he if it's like truly the if it's truly like the um end of the road for now it, for Cody and AEW then i mean which I don't, which I think it's, which I think it's not, but who knows, really? I mean, my 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 brain from wrestling's not really like you know, not necessarily the brightest. But if that's really the end, then man, I mean, he he contributed like he contributed a, a whole shitload, and like he'll be missed. So that's my take on this whole that's on this whole Cody and Brandy um leaving situation. And Brandy did do a good job as well. Um, like being like, what, what's her position again? I think she, I think she was like, um, she was like the chief marketing officer, I believe. Um, but, and like, she's, and like, she's like, you know, she's, she's done great in her role. Um, even her, even her role on, um, on television. So, um, yeah, now we're never gonna, oh yeah. Now thinking about that, I don't think I'm like, I don't think, I don't think, uh, Oh my god, a whole nother reason on why I think Cody Rhodes is probably not leaving, or Brandy Rhodes is probably not leaving, um, AEW for good, because, because they gotta finish up that whole thing with, um, with Dan Lambert, and, like, um, Dan Lambert, an American top team, and the men of the frickin' year, so, I mean, but still, the future's not yet written, so, those are just my two bits on Brandy and Cody leaving, they got a child, and hopefully, um, and hopefully, like, the next couple months goes go well for them so yeah that's just my two bits um now on 
Now, I didn't, I wasn't able to do an episode over the weekend because I was just so busy with work over at the, over like the university I'm in. Um, they, they have the audacity to, um, they have the audacity to give me work in the most, in the least productive weekend of the year. Uh, sorry, my microphone's a bit too close, but, um, they, they have the audacity to give me like two, and I mean two, like two, two like essay assignments. Well, an essay assignment and a, and a midterm due on Valentine's Day, the day after the Super Bowl. Like those are the three productive. Those are like the Saturday before the Super Bowl, the Friday before the Super Bowl. I mean, those are like the four least productive days of the year in like the in like the American calendar outside of um outside of like Fourth of July weekend. So. So they have the audacity to give me work. I was too busy, so I wasn't able to do an episode this week. But I think I should. But I want to talk about AEW last week. I'm not going to talk about any. I'm not going to talk about the entire show and whatnot. But oh man, this like this past week's episode of Dynamite might as well, might as, might have been like one of the best episodes of Dynamite ever made. Um, there's like the whole. I mean, there was just like. I mean, Keith Lee made his bloody debut. Mm, I I was so happy seeing Keith Lee back. Um, the whole match when the, the whole match between Isaiah Cassidy with Mark Quinn in the corner, it was just so. It was very. It was a very good match. It was a very good match. Keith Lee returning, tossing like tossing guys. Um, tossing Isaiah Cassidy, Mark Quinn all around the entire uh, Atlantic City. And that's not without saying that Mark that um that Isaiah Cassidy fought. I mean Private Party like put up a good fight even though it was only one half Private Party with Mark Quinn on the with Mark Quinn's um on um with Mark Quinn being at his corner and it was just I it was just so good. It was so good. And I could and I could see Keith Lee was happy to be there. So I mean I'm I'm looking forward to see what AEW does with Keith Lee. I'm definitely looking forward to that. There is also a Jay White sighting. There was also a Jay White sighting last week. Um, Adam Cole summoned Jay White, and this is very interesting and also a bit personal because you know it kind of goes because now the Young Bucks got flashbacks of the old Bullet Club Civil War 2018. Which is which is like which is literally like the peak of my Bullet Club fandom when Kenny won the um when Kenny beat Okada in um in like Osaka that year, and then and like but like before he lost the IWGP US um championship to Jay White himself when he was a member of Chaos. It's the, all this shit. It's like it's circling back and it's all circling back. It all circle. It's just one big old circle. Now. I don't know what's gonna happen now, like in the next like couple weeks when um in the next couple weeks, if not next couple months, when Kenny Omega comes back, and now we hope and now we see like a whole Bullet Club reunion. Even though the reason why the reason why um Bullet Club and the Elite split is because of like you know is because of the whole civil is because of the whole Bullet Club civil war that happened between Kenny and Cody and Tama Tonga and Tongaloa. Well, along with with um with bad luck folly and whatnot, but like this is like giving me like you know twenty eighteen flashbacks, twenty nineteen flashbacks. It's it's I mean oh man, it's like kind of making me feel like a kid again, but also like also thinking about like you know about a harsh breakup. But I want to see what AEW does with um with JY, and I imagine JY he's gonna return to Japan. He's gonna return to like the West Coast and stuff, doing appearances for like New Japan Strong. But I'm definitely looking forward to what a what um what the Switchblade is gonna be able to do in AEW. And also this whole partnership with um with Adam Cole and the Switchblade, maybe Adam Cole never necessarily, maybe Adam Cole never necessarily left the Bullet Club. Maybe he's on good terms with the guys over in Japan. Maybe he's on good terms with um with Tamatanga, Tangaloa, Kenta, all them boys, you know. And maybe just maybe we get to see a whole Bullet Club um a whole Bullet Club um reunion and some shit. Oh, imagine a whole Bullet Club reunion, and then Cody comes back. <laughs> That'd be that. That I think would be pretty hilarious. But anyways, back to like this week's episode, um, or last week's episode of Dynamite. Um, 
MJF did his, did his promo about him being CM Punk and handing the chair to, like, well, no. And giving, like, the credit to Sean Spears instead of, um, instead of, like, Wardlow, which, oh my god, it only, it only builds up to, like, Wardlow turning on MJF. At this point, I'm like, Tony, I love you and whatnot, but, dude, stop being a tease. Just, just, just have Wardlow turn on the pinnacle already. Speaking of the Speaking of the pinnacle, there was a match between CM Punk and um and John Moxley against um FTR. That was a really good match. There it had everything. It had good old Southern Fried. It had a it had a, it had a good old Southern Fried beat down in Atlantic City. Um, it had like you know, you know, it had like that old school style that the F that the uh, that Cash and Dax are like so you know that uh. That they love so much to the point that they implemented into their wrestling, um, and then of course you got John Moxley and CM Punk just like doing their their thing. Ta- a table broke. Um, it was just amazing. Oh yeah, and there was also near there was also like a whole near fall fiesta between um between like FTR and CM Punk with John. FCM Punk and FTR. God damn it, I can't even speak. That's how good of a match it was. Because there was like, it had everything. It had like good old Southern Fra- It had like, you know, the old rough and tough Southern style of wrestling that um, that FTR had. And then of course you got the kicks and stuff from CM Punk. Um, CM Punk still going to this very day. is like pretty amazing considering he, um, considering the seven year break he had between wrestling, um, and then teaming up with John Moxley as well, who like, who is already amazing, and and yeah, it was like, it was man, it was like very good. It was a very good match. And then there was also the match between um between ooh the the main event, the Texas um the yeah the Texas Death match between well the Texas Death match in Atlantic City, New Jersey, out of all places. Between Hangman Adam Page and Lance Archer, the Murder Hawk Monster Lance Archer, with Dan Lambert and Jake the Snake Roberts at, at his side, uh, <laughs> like Jake the Snake Roberts, he wanted some. He like you know, I think he did a whole DDT on um on Hangman Page, and like the crowd loved it. And Lance was like, "No, you don't do that. This is my moment. Damn it!" And so like. And so everybody booed Lance Archer. Well, of course, he's now like a bona fide heel. Um, that that match was that match that that match was really good. It just like did you see glass shattering, crimson mask wearing getting worn. Mm, man, <laughs> man, it was it was it was it was something. Oh yeah, and it was also like a like a last man standing. T- t- it was a last man standing match too, since like the stipulation of Texas um in a Texas um in the Texas death match is that a winner has to win by um by knockout. In other words, it's basically last man standing. So you don't get up at you don't get up after the referee calls ten, then the match is over. But that match, oh man, it was something. It was good it was good to close off the show and yeah. That's I mean that's all I gotta say about that match. I'm sure there was like some other matches too. I think there was like a women's match between Serena Deeb and um. There was a women's ma- there was a women's match between Serena Deeb and Serena Deeb squashing somebody. That was actually pretty good. They're actually building up Serena Deeb, and I think there was like um oh yeah, oh yeah there was um. There was a match between Jade Cargill and um. Yeah, there was a match between Jade Cargill and like one of like um one of Booker T's girls. Um, I can't remember her name. At ATQ or something. I gotta look that up. But the match, but the match Jade Cargill had. I gotta say something about Jade Cargill. She gets. She's like. She gets better every week, and that's and that's kind of like because um that's kind of that's kind of because like from what I've been. From what I've been reading on the internet is that she's um being trained by Brian Danielson. So Brian Brian Danielson and like that Brian Danielson training is literally paying off. So so I mean I'm definitely looking forward to more Jade Cargill matches. Definitely.
definitely looking forward to that. But I gotta look up who um who the person she wrestled with. I gotta look it up because I know it's like oh yeah, AQA. So AQA, like I know I knew who I knew who was going to win between Jade Cargill and AQA. But AQA she did a, she did a she did a very stellar job. She did a very stellar job, like coming up, to, like coming up and challenging um Jake Cargill for the um for the TBS championship, or as I like to call it, who got to be who got to be the champion on that bitch show, which is clearly Jake Cargill. But but I mean, AQA she fought, she she fought, and I was very impressed for her first match in like. In I think a and I think in like AEW in general, um, it she she fought and Jade Cargill did and Jade Cargill like also did a pretty impressive job too, so, so very impressive. So um, so there's so there's that and Dynamite on Friday there are two really good tag matches, one between Rapunji Vice and the Young Bucks and like. I know some streets are. I know so. I know a lot of the streets are saying that Rapunji Vice against the Young Bucks in New Japan is much better than the than than where they than like Rapunji Vice going against AEW. I mean no, Rapunji Vice going against um the Young Bucks in AEW. But it was still a very good tag match. It still was. Um and of course a whole and of course there's a Dan Housing. There was a Danhausen appearance too, which you know, love that, love that Danhausen. He's very nice and he's very evil, and that's why you gotta love that Danhausen. Love the cameo, um, and also Jay White appearing at the end of um of that ma- of that match on Rampage. Um, yeah, yeah, that was like very, that was very fun. So I'm definitely looking forward to Jay White on Rampage this Friday. I'm also looking forward to what they do with Jay White this Wednesday or tomorrow um, for this week's episode of Dynamite. Oh, yeah. And the other tag match between uh, between the Jurassic Express, which is Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy Jack Perry, at, um, which JR likes to, like, you know, wants to say, like, the whole full name, which I think it's fun. <laughs> They had their ma- they had their um ta- they had their AEW tag team championship match between the Gun Club, um Austin and Colton with Billy with Billy Gunn on with Billy Gunn in their corner, Christian on the other side with uh, Christian on the other side at, at, at Jurassic Express's corner, which is no longer called Jurassic Express, but they're still Jurassic Express to me, damn it, and it was not it was a good it was a pretty good tag match between um between between the two parties, between the between the two guys that were at the Gun Club, and the other guys, um, Luchasaurus and um, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, very good. Sh- I was like very impressed by the showing that the Jungle Boys had that like, no, not Jungle Boy, but I was impressed by the showing the Ass Boys um had. Funny how like Colton and Austin they hate the moniker the Ass Boys, but Billy Gunn loves it. It's all because of it's all because of Dan House and Dan House essentially cursed the Gun Club in a way. Well, two thirds of the Gun Club, but uh, but hey, I mean, but hey, love that Dan House I suppose. But yeah, it was a it was it was a pretty good match. It was a pretty good ta- it was a pretty good tag team wrestling match. I wonder what I wonder what's outside the door. Probably an alien invasion or something. Oh no, it's a train. Okay, so so I'm looking forward to AEW this week. I think Brian Daniels. I think there was like a spot on on like Rampage on like last week's episode of Rampage where um where Lee Moriarty where Lee Moriarty along with Matt Seidel was challenging um Brian Danielson and. And like I just love how like you know how Matt how like Lee Moriarty Lee Moriarty was like very excited to go against Brian Danielson and Matt Seidel is also excited too. You love to see that you know you love to you love to be excited when you're going against one of the best wrestlers on earth who loves people who loves kicking people's head in in their hometowns. You love to see that. Um... You love to see that. So there's that. There's also a match between Thunder Rosa and Mercedes and um and Mercedes Martinez. Um 
that Matt, um, Mercedes Martinez working under the payroll of like Rick Baker, who's like, who honestly, she's been falling out of favor a little bit for me. She's become a little bit too bland. I still like her, you know, I still like this whole DMD gimmick and stuff. But her reign as champion as of, as of lately, it's kind of, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of boring. It's kind of like, it's kind of like in um in my Discord group, we talk about, um we talk Joshi wrestling and like some, some people are like bored, bored of like Mayu Batani. It's like that, only, only without like, you know, only without the, only without the concussions, um only without the concussions and like the humor and whatnot, so. I don't know. That's kind of like my two bits on like Brick Baker's reign. But you have the, but you have that um that no disqualification match between Mercedes and Thunder Rosa, um which probably could go either way in my opinion. Um, it's probably smart for Thunder Rosa to win against Mercedes Martinez, but I don't know. I don't know really. I mean, there's a whole lot of shenanigans and like faces in the AEW's women locker room. They only come out when they come out. Whereas the heels, on the other hand, and I'm talking to you, Burt Baker, and your little crew, and I'm talking to you, Penelope and Bunny, Bunny as well. I'm talking to both of you guys. Oh yeah, and that goes for you too, Vicky and Nyla. That goes, that goes for you. That goes for you all too. They come out. They have like you know. They come out and like they come out at their own accord whenever. Like, whenever they please, whenever they please and stuff. So, that kind of, you know, drives me wild a little bit. Like, come on, come on, ladies. Like, just, you know, like, when a wrestler is in trouble, like, come out, you know. Just don't let, like, don't let them, you know, just don't let them die in the middle of the road, you know. I understand you got to mind your own business, but still. But, hey, I already, um, I already had that rant. So, yeah, that's kind of, so, yeah. That's kind of my two. That's kind of like my two bits of the. That's just kind of my two bits. So, also, I mean, I know I haven't been watching the Fed as of lately, but the Elimination Chamber is this Saturday. It's this Saturday at the Jetta Superdome, so I'm probably gonna give out my preview of that. So your ma- So the matches are Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio going against Miss. Um, going against um going against Miss with Maurice at her corner. Ray has his son Dominic in his corner. It's a singles match. Um, Ray Mysterio, um, you know, alluding to the to the idea, huh? Maybe Dominic Mysterio is not your son, Ray. Maybe he was Eddie Guerrero's son, referencing to the whole Eddie Guerrero versus Ray Mysterio feud. Um, they had back in like I think 2005, where where like it where like it culminated with like with the Eddie Guerrero versus Ray Mysterio custody of Dominic ladder match. <laughs> So he alluded that, and he alluded to that, and um, well, and well, we're gonna have that match. There's also Ronda Rousey and Naomi going against Charlotte Flair and Sonya Deville. Sonya Deville and Naomi going back and forth with each other, with like, with Naomi accusing of Sonya Deville sabotaging her pro her progress. Um, and Sonya Deville were like, where she's like, well, I'm the authority figure, and yeah, I've been watching a little bit of SmackDown too, so, just a little bit, you know, just a little bit, not too much, but it's still an amount, but Sonya Deville to, but yeah, Naomi trying to like, you know, trying to like, climb up, climb up her ranks in like, the SmackDown Women's Division, um, and Sonya Deville was like, no, I'm, no, I think I'm gonna sabotage you, Naomi, she's like, what? Man, you can't do that. And Naomi's like, ah, don't touch me. Please, don't touch me. I'm an authority figure. So, so you got, like, so you got that. And, like, Charlotte Flair being, and Charlotte Flair um, beating Naomi in what many call Naomi's best match ever. Like, no. Where, yeah, the last match on Friday where I I think it was, like, I think it was, like, this past Friday where Naomi had, like, the best match of her career. If that's what I'm hearing from, like, a lot of, if, if that's what I'm hearing from, like, you know, from, from, like, the, from, like, the wrestling corners that I've been listening to, which I listen to a lot of wrestling people, but she, she had, like, the best match of her career against Charlotte, Charlotte Flair, and, like, Charlotte Flair, like, winning, and then Sonya Deville and Charlotte both beating up on Naomi, and then Ronda Rousey coming to the rescue, so we got this angle, um... We got this angle, and I and I don't know, I don't know. I mean, 
it could go either way. It could go. I I don't know, man. It's. I think it's kind of like a good build-up to like Naomi and to like a, an eventual blow-off match between Naomi and Sonya Deville, um, and and also a um, and also like a pretty good build, and also it's obvious that it's gonna build up to the to Charlotte Flair's match against um Ronda Rousey, which I mean Ronda, Ra which okay, I've said what I said about Charlotte Flair, but I'll admit. She's a very good wrestler. Nepotism aside, she's a very good wrestler, and she's like, and she, and like, even, even without the nepotism, she would be, she would, she would, she would be like the top wrestler in any promotion, any promotion. So, not because of the nepotism, not because of the accolades, but because she's like very skilled in her craft. So I gotta give kudos to that. And Ron and Ronda coming from an MMA background, I think like. Well, it's kind of well. Ronda coming from an MMA background, she's like she specializes in submissions. So, so I mean, yeah, I hope it's a good match. And like, I hope it's a good match at WrestleMania. Hopefully, it doesn't become a shit show. But we got the elimination, the elimination, the um, the elimination chamber coming up on Saturday. So it could go either way. Now we got the now we got the women's. Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship for like for whoever wants to be like you know whoever is going to go up against um Becky Lynch at Mania. So you got Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Doe Drop, Nikki A.S.H. and a like and a returning Alexa Bliss. What's up, Alexa? <laughs> Every time I say Alexa, like Alexa, just like. Yes, so I got like this Alexa watch at like you know at my room. So I mean, it's very good. Even though it plays like music, it, even they even though it plays the wrong song, it's still a pretty reliable alarm. So back to this match, I think I think like a returning Alexa. I think a learning. I think a returning Alexa is like it's good to see. Um, it's very good. To, it's very good to see like a returning Alexa Bliss, um, back on WWE television. But who I who I think is gonna win the match? I think Bianca Belair should win the match. But like, I think like there's three wrestlers I want to see um win. I want to see Rhea Ripley win because I just want to because I just really want WWE. To rebuild Rhea Ripley to become this complete badass. I mean, after that disastrous run with like Nikki Ash, and I already said what I said about Nikki Ash. Drop the superhero gimmick. Um. Also, what am I doing talking about WWE? But yeah, just when I said I stopped talking about WWE, here I am talking about WWE. But you have like Nikki Ash, which again. I want to see Scottish badass Nikki Cross again. Um, I want, but like WWE dropped the ball with that. They, you know, they were fed to fucking Carmella and 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 Selena. Not even gonna call her Queen Selena, but whatever. Um, I just want to see Rhea Ripley get built back up to become this big bad Australian badass that we all knew and loved in NXT. Um, I think, um, I, th two, and this is not a specific order. I want to, see, I also want to see Alexa Bliss win because it'd be like a pretty good comeback because it would be like a pretty good comeback story. She's like, she had like all these months, like, you know, all these months off and like, she like, you know, she, let's say she wins the elimination chamber. She gets a match against Becky Lynch. She beats Becky Lynch. Man, that'd be very good because it just like because it would just like you know not only cement like the whole comeback story like the whole um Alexa Bliss comeback angle, but it would also, but it would also like um you know remind the fans, remind the viewer, remind the consumer that hey Alexa Bliss hey Alexa Bliss is back. Hey, I don't think we I don't think we want to forget about her. Because she is still very good and she's still a very talented wrestler. I remember her run at SmackDown and she was like very solid. So, and she's been, and like she's been like solid, and like she's been solid like before the, 
like right before the injury, right before working with Bray Wyatt. Um, so uh, once we, so like once we see like you know Alexa Bliss, like if Alexa Bliss wins, um, the WWE Women's Championship from Becky Lynch. I mean, that's just gonna like cement her. That's just gonna like cement her status. Like she's one of the best again in WWE, while also saying that, oh shit, she's back. Oh shit, she's still good. So that'd be really mind blowing. So, and also really great to see. And number three, um, I would like to see Bianca Belair win simply because for simply because for WWE to um to like essentially get back for like what they did at SummerSlam where Bianca Belair she had this dominant run um winning the title after winning the title at WrestleMania last year in Tampa um she had like a whole she had like a she had like a pretty like you know she she had a run with the WWE Women's um Championship on Raw and then Becky Lynch came back and like after Sasha was supposed to wrestle, but she got hurt, and Becky Lynch beating her under a minute, so, so it'd be nice to, like, you know, it'd be nice to see Bianca Belair go against Becky Lynch on WrestleMania, in WrestleMania, and have a full match, whether Bianca Belair wins or, or doesn't, um, I just want to see a full-blown wrestling match that goes, like, what, that goes, like, around, the, that goes, like, to the limit, very clean, there's just there um there, where there's like a lot of good spots, and and like whoever and like just you know regardless on who wins, it becomes it's known as like a very good wrestling match. That's what I want to see. So, yeah. So that's my take on the Raw Women's Championship match. Um, for the opportunity to go against Big Time Bex. Um, there's also the match between Drew McIntyre and um and Matt Cap Moss with. With Happy Corbin on his corner, I think Drew McIntyre. I think I think it's smart for Drew McIntyre to win. For me, it's smart to see. It's for me. It'll be smarter to like have um Drew McIntyre win just so they can build up the match between him and um and Happy Baron Corbin. And I want to see like the the Baron Corbin I know and love back. So yeah. So that's my take on that match. There's also Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman in his corner with Bloody Goldberg on his with going. Uh, it's Goldberg. Roman, our tribal chief, is going against fucking Goldberg. Oh boy. I think it's best. I think it's um. I think it's. I think for the best of WWE's interest, the tribal chief, the big dog, the big tribal dog, the big tribal chief dog, Roman Reigns. I think it's best for WWE's interest for him to win over Goldberg. Okay, if Goldberg becomes champion, man, oh man, the things I'm going to say. I do not want to rant about WWE again, even though I ranted enough about WWE during like, since like I started this fucking podcast. So, um, which I mean, which barely anyone listens to, but you know what? As long as I have fun, um, ranting, as long as I have fun, um, you know, providing positive criticism to whoever then yeah that's uh then yeah i'm a happy man and you should be a happy person as well so yeah okay so the smackdown tag team championship match between the viking raiders and the usos i think oh man it's the usos i love the viking raiders i love it when they used to be like when the Viking Raiders used to be War Machine, it used to be Hanson and Rowe instead of like Eric and Ivar, and and I mean it's they're still a very good tag team, and like the and I mean I don't mind them being known as the Viking Raiders. I truly like the Viking Raiders. I think the whole Viking aesthetic is actually pretty dope, but they're going against the ones. We the ones, baby. We the ones. The Usos. I think the Usos are going to defend. They're going to do the We The Ones thing. Man, I love to see that. Oh, man. Yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty good match, though, too. So, yeah. And then the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship um, between Bobby Lashley, the champion, Brock Lesnar, Seth Frickin' Rollins, Austin Theory, Riddle, and AJ Styles. Man, I have no idea who's going. I have no idea who's going to win. I mean, 
I don't know. It's it's very it's been very confusing. One person I listen to, he say this guy's gonna win. Another person I've been listening to, he say some other guy's gonna win. It's like at this point, I don't really know. I guess Brock Lesnar is probably not gonna win because they gotta have the WWE Championship match at WrestleMania instead of the instead of like. What I would go for. And this is me back in my armchair booking chair. No. Which is literally just my bed. Um, I think it'd be smart if Brock Lesnar wins the championship. And unify the WWE championship with the Blue Universal championship. And unify the... And, you, and, like, essentially, and like essentially, you know... End the brand split once and for all, and go back to the Raw and SmackDown Super Shows. Um, I don't think that's gonna happen. I think maybe Bobby's going to retain, and we got to see Big E go against like going against Bobby. But now Big E is back on SmackDown, I guess. I guess, and like, I don't know, people want to see Big E turn on the New Day, which is, uh, I'm really confused, this one is a confusing one, if I have to guess, you know what, let's, you know what, fuck it, let's go Seth fucking Rollins, he laughs, he laughs the shit off and all that type of stuff. He becomes like what Ikimanjaro and like with the way he's dressed and stuff. He runs around Raw and SmackDown with the WWE Championship and like parades around like you know everything and like parades around everything. And we got a triple threat match again between 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 Seth Rick and Rollins, Roman Reigns, and Brock Lesnar. Run it back to Supermania. I mean, ah, fuck. WrestleMania. Supermania. <laughs> Let's run it back to WrestleMania 31, Santa Clara, California, where it was originally supposed to, where it was originally Roman Reigns going against Brock Lesnar before the heist of the century happened when Seth Rollins cashed in his money in the bank after getting brutally arc KO'd by Seth Rollins. We get to see. We we're gonna run it back. Nah, it's not gonna happen. It's I don't. Nah, Seth Rollins is not gonna win. Although I like to see him win, and I and it'd be pretty funny if they run it back to WrestleMania 31 and have a triple threat match between Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, and and Brock Lesnar to unify the Blue Universal Title and the World Um and the WWE World Championship. So. Or just the WWE Championship. But, yeah, that's kind of my take on the Elimination Chamber. Um, and which is going to be this Saturday live from the Jetta Superdome in Jetta, Saudi Arabia. Is it going to be a shit show? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> oh, man. If it's going to be an absolute shit show, I am never going to hear the end of it from like all the news all the wrestling news corner i've i listened to um yeah <laughs> it should be a fun weekend boys and girls and freaks in between and all that it should be a very fun weekend y'all so that's kind of my take on like the rest on the elimination chamber this week um is there anything else you know i really want to talk about um i really want to talk about the um the positive change show um, Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling had. I can talk about that briefly. Um, Maki Ito going against um, going against Yuki Kamifuku for the inter for like the unit for the Seafoam Belt, the Intercontinental Princess Belt. Is it Intercontinental or is it the International? I think it's the International Princess Belt. Um, that match was good. That that yeah, it was good. Um, Kamiya poking Makito in the eye is like is literally the chef's kiss. We got Yuki, we got Yuki Yuki Arai, um, who's who's a former ta- who's a for- who's like a current idol for SKE Forty Eight, one of like the biggest idol troops in all of Japan, going against a fired idol, um, known as, going against a fired idol Makito, and my God, that match is probably gonna go nuclear. Um, Makito is gonna try to like she's gonna tr- she's gonna try to get away with murder against um Yuki Arai. But then against yeah, but then again, I cannot really bet against Yuki Arai because every time again I bet against her, every time 
I bet against Suki Ride. She gets better. Like, it's like, it's kind of like fuel to her. So, um, there's also a three-way match between, there was also a three-way, there's also a three-way match between, um, between the Magical Sugar Rabbits and the Sugar Nakajima. Magical Sugar Rabbits, I mean, the Magical Sugar Rabbits, that's the team where, um, that's the team of, um, Yuka Sakasaki and Mizuki, um, that's their team, and right now they're the tag team champions over at, um, over at um, Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling. They went against a ragtag group of, um, of, I think it was like, I think it was the Bird, um, now Kakuta, and Miyamashita, and of course they're, and of course they're gonna like build up the, um, the match between Miyamashita and Shogun Nakajima for like the big show they're doing, um, I think in like a month. Um, there's also, um, and there's also, and there's also, like, build-up between the, um, between the Magical Sugar Rabbits and the winner of the Max Heart Tournament, which was a tag tournament that, um, that, like, that, that's been happening. Um, there's also, oh, yeah, New Bishika, oh, yeah, New Bishika Gun, um, um, they're, they're attacking me in, like, Tokyo for Wrestling. Um, they literally took down, they literally, they took down, um, they took down, um, they took down their opponents, which was, Ra which was, I think, Raku and Mahiro, I can't, if I, if I remember correctly, but, yeah, they're, yeah, so, Neobishika Gun, they're a tag team that, um, that that are on a mission to make um to make like Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling as a um, promotion that no as like you know to like their mission is to I can't really concentrate with like my brother um with my brother in the background but he's autistic by the way love him but anyways he's but anyway Neobishiki Gun is a team of um they're a team that consists of Saki Sama, which is which I know a lot of Joshi people are not gonna be happy when I say this, but it's real but it's really like Saki Kai, who's one of the biggest badasses in all in the entire Joshi scene, if not if not the entire island of Japan. So you got so you got, so you think so you got Saki Sama, which is like literally dark Saki Kai. And then you got same you got like May Sam Michelle. Or May Saint Michelle. Which is literally Meisuruga, which is also one of the biggest badasses in like you know, in all Japan. But but in dark form, but in dark form, you know how cell phones have like you know have the fall form, and you got like dark form, dark form. Yeah, just take Saki and Mei and like and and just put it in dark mode, and boom, you got Neobishiki gun. So they took down, so they took down um Raku and yeah, I think it was Raku and Heart. I think it was um. I think it was um Raku and the cat they were going against, but uh I gotta like good I gotta look back at my notes. No, Raku was in another match. It was no, not Raku, but Neka was in another match. So Neobishika Gun, they went against Raku and Palm. Um Raku Raku and Palm, they um they put up a fight, but Neobishika Gun, like they they took care of their business. There's also a six-woman tag match between the team of Ram Kishao, the chairwoman, Mahiro Kiryu, and Hyper Misao, going against um the team of Asuka slash Asuka slash Benny, um Har Neko and Kayaturubami, the bird. So you had the cat and the bird. Um, Yuki Rai defeated Suzume um in her match, and. And that was like the biggest match in like Yuki Rice's career because like Suzume is basically like the is basically the main event, but like in she's the main event, but like in but like typically like um at the opening of the show. Think about it that way. It's kind of like you know, it's kind of like your you set your you. It's kind of like the like the ace, but in baseball terms, you send your ace like to start the game essentially. And if they do good, um, great. If they don't do good, then like. They get changed, but yeah, you got like, but yeah, like Suzume is basically like, um, the Japanese equivalent of Randy Johnson. So, in baseball terms, also Mocha went against Risu Endo, which I think, if I remember correctly, Risu, I don't know, Mocha won, but it was a pretty good match. So yeah, and then like the main event, which was the final of like the, of the Max Heart tournament, it was Daydream, the team of 
Miwatanabe and Riga Tatsumi going against the Bakuretsu sisters, Naruka Tenma and Yuki Aino. And I was split this, uh, and I was split, but I was, but, um, but I picked Daydream to win the match. Um, and it was a very good, it was a very good, um, it was a very good wrestling match. Um, wasn't too happy that Nodoka, um, ate the pin because Nodoka is like leaving the, leaving the company after her contract expires. So, but it, overall, it was a good match, and now the buildup begins between the Magical Sugar Rabbits and Daydream, and they had a match last year, and um, they had a match last year, and I think like the Magical Sugar Rabbits won against Daydream, but it's gonna be a, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun times around, so it's going to be very fun. It's a fun time in Joshi Wrestling. Um, you got prominence invading. Um. You got prominence invading every single goddamn promotion in the in the in the entire Japanese archipelago. Um, yeah, it's gonna be fun. And yeah, this concludes my episode for this for like this Tuesday. Um, it's been a very long episode because there was like a lot to talk to. We talked about um we talked about Cody's support. We talked about Cody's and Brandy's supposed um well alleged um alleged departure from AEW. We talked about um last week in AEW. We also talked about my we talked we talked about the preview to the Elimination Chamber, which hopefully it doesn't become a um which hopefully it doesn't become a shit show. And we talked a little bit about Joshi wrestling. So. With all so with all this out of the way, this concludes this um this episode of Romp and Stomp Wrestling Podcast, episode nine. Finally, I said the episode number. Yippee. Um I think Saturday or Sunday or whenever I'm available comes episode ten. And yeah, I th- yeah, I'm gonna thank you guys for watching and from and yeah, from like this apartment with from this apartment room in like um in North and like Florida's Big Bend, um until I bid you do, and until next time, I'll catch you guys on the other side of the bloody sunset, if there is a sunset. But yeah, that's all. I'll see y'all later. Bye-bye.